Welcome to the Mojo Market Report. Here's your hosts, Dave Sturgio and Chris Gucci. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Mojo Market Report right here on a Tuesday. It is Dave Sturgio. It is Chris Gucci returning from the mountains. Are you doing all right, buddy? You doing, I'm a little doing sore. It's, it's, I get, it's like a full... 48 plus 12 it's like 60 hours after the fact mm. and i'm still doing so it's like doing legs for the first time at the gym for like after a while and then like the two-day delay way it's like being in a car accident for the first time <laughs> actually it's a better way to put it because it's not my legs it's every single inch my elbows my wrists my how'd you break your falls all your wrists and your elbows and stuff and that, uh butt cheeks <laughs> elbows wrists shoulders i'm feeling all the impact oh definitely. well the impact uh a lot of stuff going on last night and obviously we can kind of get right into it not as uh as a crazy of a night the nba was kind of light um you know there was some nfl stuff we'll get into that uh but again thank you guys for watching and tuning in and of course we start with the nba last night ladies and gentlemen the new york knicks okay. have defeated the boston celtics the best team in basketball right now and i'm very very excited about it uh yes Given, did Tatum get ejected after two technicals? Sure. Did Jalen Brown not play? Okay. <laughs> show me all that, and I'll show you reasons why we should win the game. And they did. Julius Randle um, obviously led all the scoring. He actually was tied with the lead of the scoring. 23 at a Randle. 23 off the bench from my guy, Emmanuel Quickly. That dude is a firecracker. Every time he comes on the court, he is making it rain out there. I love it. And, of course, Brunson uh, does, his, does his norm. He, he uh, sinks 17. My question to you is, they've moved up to the five. They're two and a half games back from the four. They're eight and a half back from the one. <laughs> what kind of noise can the New York Knicks make here Look, after a win like we're this? We're at a point now in the season where we're, we're looking at, I know we're going to get to the LeBron injury, but mm. you know he's out a couple weeks potentially. That could be the end of the year. We're at the end of the season right now. This Less is a playoff than 20 games, push. Yeah. The Knicks, I don't know if they're going to make any more gains in terms of seeding because if you look at the teams that are above them. It's just Cleveland. It's two and a half. Right there. Fair. Fair. That's that's Cleveland, doable. they could possibly jump. That's doable. Cleveland's that's Cleveland's, absolutely doable. Cleveland's one of those teams where I feel like they're gonna be they're gonna be dangerous come post. They're four and a half behind the Sixers. Cleveland. But the Sixers have completely had their number. I don't I don't see them catching the Sixers. Fine. But look, fair. The Knicks are a better team than I gave them credit for all season. I have to sit here and say that I was wrong about the Knicks. And who was the five before this? Was it the Nets? Yeah, they passed the Nets. They passed the Nets. All yeah. right, fair. But, but the, the Nets, Nets should be on their way the down. Net, exactly. Um, so that's, yeah. Who, that's who is exactly above them right now? It's the three is the Sixers. The two is the... It's Boston Celtics, who are, or who were the, the one yesterday. And the one is the Bucks. And the Bucks moved up. But the Bucks actually lost last night. Um, I, I'm sorry, no. The Bucks. <laughs> I don't Bucks even know why I said that. The Bucks don't lose. Bucks have won 14 in yeah, a row. Yeah, I was going to say, what are you talking 14 about? 14 in a row, the Bucks. Yeah, look, the East um, obviously is dominated top-heavy uh, with the Bucks and the Celtics are playing really good basketball. Um, I heard a little, little birdie on uh, one of the radio stations that I listened to. Do you think that, and this is just argumentative or debate, is Jalen Brown in the conversation to be better than Jason Tatum? No. No? Mm -mm. You sure? Yeah. By all numbers, stats, all that stuff. Jalen Brown has played very, very good. And, like, you take away Tatum, right? And I think the team is still a top-five team in the East. Fair. If you take away Brown, they're still a top-five team in the East. But good thing that they have them both because now they're a top-three team in the East. Top-two. <laughs> a top-two team in the so, East. So, no, I mean, Tatum, I think, is a top-five player, arguably, in the whole league. 
Jalen Brown is a really nice player, and he's a top, I would say, top 15, 20. You know, and it's nice not, to have this two is of all the top twenty in the this league. This is all subjective. I think Jason Tatum. I don't think I don't want to say it's not close, but realistically speaking, I mean, you're not going to find many NBA pundits that are going to say Jalen Brown is the better overall player than Jason Tatum. He's simply not. All right. So that little birdie's wrong. Um, it was Michael K. So <laughs> I knew I wanted to see you roll your eyes. I knew that was coming. Uh, so yeah. So unfortunate news uh, out of Lamelo Ball. We were just talking about. His brother uh, the other day with him missing time. Uh, now Lamelo Ball, non-contact injury, kind of rolls his foot, jumps right off the court, doesn't jump, walks, walks off the court, walks right to the back. Knew something was wrong. Turns out fractured his ankle. I know a little bit about it. Um, <laughs> so, that, it's unfortunate it, for him. At least he only dropped one of those displaced fractures. Yeah. So. Well, no, it was only he drops two percent in his stock. The Hornets were going nowhere fast. Obviously, they're not a really good team at all, but he's a star in the league. And it just sucks to see him, you know, drop this far into the league, into the season, and he, can't, he probably won't finish it out. Nope. So, uh, LeBron, see, I made a joke yesterday. You probably didn't watch the show, but I, I did make a joke yesterday about how LeBron James, and this is why he falls into that unlikable character category, best player to maybe ever do it. I'm not taking that away from LeBron James and his brand is ridiculous. He's he's just one of the richest dudes, right? I get it. I get all that. But the other day or I think it was Sunday, he goes up, comes down, looks around, grabs his foot, says I heard a pop and you can see it in his mouth. I heard a pop. I heard a pop. He gets back in there and plays like the following play and he finishes the game. And I made fun of that. I was like, this is, what a joke. You know, like, he's all like, everybody, look at me, look at me, look at me, hurry up, hold on. My foot hurt. I heard a pop. You're right? Like, first of all, I don't know if you heard a pop of any significance, but it turns out LeBron James is now set to miss So he actually did a hear a weeks. pop, he, he, did, he did something. He did so, something. It's look, legitimate I mean, now. It doesn't strike me as, as odd or alarming that a star athlete is seeking attention. Ah. That's not a new thing here, and nor is it a new thing for LeBron. I feel like it's just something that you've come to accept, at least I have, it has zero bearing. Probably the best thing that happened to LeBron this season right now is to have his foot pop so he doesn't have to play the rest of the year and he can preserve his body for the next two because – I know that this isn't LeBron's thinking because I would never, ever, ever go this direction in talking LeBron James because I know he wants to win. But the season's a wrap. It was a wrap even if LeBron didn't ah, get hurt. Unless they were only see, a half game out of that play-in spot, man. A half game. They were there three games under 500. The danger, that just goes the danger to show here you. is does the team play better down the stretch with no LeBron? Because there is a possibility of that. If, if Anthony Davis just takes the reins and he says, you know what, I'm going to be 40, 40, 15, and 10, or 40, 15, and 7 every night, they have another guy that could score in D'Angelo Russell. The, the recipe is there for them to win some games. It's not outside the realm that they still make the playoffs. So and then, then you think, you think back. That, I was going to say, you think we're three weeks away from the conversation of like, you know, the Lakers are still a half game out, and LeBron is two days away, you know, with like three games to play. And all of a yeah, sudden, I wouldn't, say, I wouldn't say we've heard the last of LeBron for this season just just yet. No, nah, got I a couple weeks I... left. LeBron's going to try to get back. But at the end of it all, I mean, the Lakers really, they're not going to threaten this year. So no. I don't know what the value is there. Um, the Heat beat the 76ers. I wanted to bring that up only because Jimmy Butler, if you're looking at all of his stats throughout the course of the year, he misses a triple-double by an assist. So he was right there. Had a great game. Uh, Jimmy Buckets has always been Did one of my the favorite stat that I saw, speaking of triple-doubles, I think the Nuggets right now, 23-0 when Jokic hits a triple-double. First of all, he's averaging a triple-double. Is he really averaging a triple-double? He is. Or, or very close. Has I'm anybody exactly ever done sure. that to yeah. finish the year? Yeah, Russ, like two years ago. Russ. Westbrook. Russ. The same Russ that everybody's shipping out, shoving out of town. Goodbye. 
Russ Westbrook averaged a triple double. I'm not Googling it. Averaged a triple double? Yes. He might have done it twice. Oh. Um, and everybody's like, why, why are you people on him? Like he's like some like just some detriment to your squad. It's still Russell Westbrook. The dude is a three star and O. That's crazy. Three and O. Listen, that's the most. I mean, I wouldn't say it's the most insane stat because. Um, Wait, what was the stat? Twenty three and O when when Jokic hits a triple double. And he plays for Utah, obviously. No, he plays for Denver. Denver. Never Denver. mind. Yeah. <laughs> Looking at Utah like that's so, impossible. But a lot of times, in, and I'll use Russ as an example. I wouldn't say anything further back because I don't know. But also, the best team in the league. Okay, yeah, yeah. you know, it's been <laughs> it's been argued it's been argued that a triple double doesn't necessarily help the team. Because it's all one player and too sure. much has to go through that one guy. If you saw what Russ was doing when he was with OKC and then with the with the Wizards those years, when he was doing these things with the triple doubles, they weren't winning many games. But with Denver, they're winning every game, every single game. So Jokic is by far the MVP. They're forty three uh, and nineteen that's a debate, right now. But we weren't here to talk about Jokic. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying that's a, that's a great that's a that's a great stat considering the fact that we were just talking about Butler. That is kind of insane. But um, all right. That's the NBA, you know? So more of a, a bigger slate starts tonight and obviously the rest of the week. Mondays are a little quiet uh, as far as the NBA. All right, to the NFL, ladies and gentlemen. It is time for the NFL Combine. And before we can get there and talk about that at all, there's a lot of things that go into the Combine, especially uh, specifically the week itself. There's owners down there. There's GMs down there. There's free agents down there. Like, there's, It's not just all about the, the college stars that are about to come into the league. A lot of these business meetings happen. A lot of the owners' meetings happen. A lot of the competition yeah, committee Yeah, free agency is about to start. And we're, March 13th is the down. tampering, so that's 13 days away. Right now you get to see, like, all right, is there a lot of receivers available? Is there a lot of guards available? Is there a lot of tight ends available? And then you get to assess the draft before you get – to go into free agency and you say, all right, well, we don't really need to put as much value on tight ends because we like four of these guys in the fourth round. Right. So let's take a look at some of the stuff that's already transpired in this week alone. Last night, the breaking news, something that I've been harping on for I can't even tell you how long, Carson Wentz. Stop me if you've heard this. He's been released. He's been dumped by another team. The Washington Commanders released Carson Wentz yesterday. Um, his stock obviously drops. Sam Howell goes up about 3%. Sam Howell's kind of already announced as the guy. We've already kind of established this, that, that you know Ron Rivera said he's the guy going forward. They let t- uh, Taylor Heineke walk, so there's a new place for him potentially. Um, but, yeah, what's next for Wentz, man? What's he going to do? Is he ever going to start in this league again? Ever? No. Well, I wouldn't say never. Not by not by injury. I wouldn't say he's never going to start again. I don't think that there's no there's no team or GM that's going to go into a season and say here Carson and hand him the keys. It's going to be an injury situation where he inherits a job, or or if he does get an injury situation where he inherits a job and plays well, then he could enter a free agency season and maybe at a desperation a team kicks the tires on Carson Wentz. But a lot has to happen for him to ever get another shot. And, though, the contract is going to be next to nothing. So, you know, when you have a Carson Wentz at the league minimum or or whatever the quarterback contract would be for Carson Wentz, because it'll probably be more than the league minimum. Yeah, of course. Um, then it's not so detrimental. Maybe he plays with a different confidence when he doesn't have that contract looming over him. Things like that could change a guy. I don't know. Um, but, no, I'm not buying him. No way. Carson um, Wentz could be shorted day one. I do have me. a possible destination for him to start. Uh, and I don't think he should start. I, I I don't think he's talented enough to start anymore. I think it's clear the Eagles, the Colts, and now the Washington Commanders have let this guy walk out of town. 
However, coaching links, you always got to look at that. I think the Carolina Panthers are a good fit for him because of Frank Reich. And I understand the relationship they have with the Colts. I don't know if Frank Reich was like, you know, to the, the GM to Frank Reich, goes, hey, could we got imagine, Carson Wentz. Could you imagine being a Panthers fan and then that happening? Being like, all right, Frank Reich, it's like maybe it's not the most exciting splash hire. I think it's but a I great feel like hire. It's a good, but it's a good hire. It, it could be a good hire. I, I, th- I like Frank Reich. I think he's the best hire of the offseason. Unless he brings in Carson Wentz to start, <laughs> because <laughs> right. then it's the worst hire of the offseason. Right. You could not um, do that to the fans of Carolina. You know, it, it's interesting. And in that, a corresponding move, the first franchise tag was finally applied to the, you know, to the, I want to say, the, I was upset about it because I thought for sure this guy would hit the market and Cowboys need a run stopper. Deron Payne gets franchise tag in Washington. So there's, uh, there's solidifying up that defensive line. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, it's interesting. Carson Wentz will be out there now. He's out there with Derek Carr. He's out there with the Daniel Jones. Technically, he's out there. Um, but the and if you know, we'll, we'll see if he lands on his feet. Will he be a backup somewhere? Will Dallas <laughs> entertain a backup spot? If Cooper rushes out the door, so it's just like okay, one ginger I mean, for if another. We're, if we're looking, we're at, good with if, it. <laughs> if we're looking at, um, I'd rather have Taylor Heineke as the backup. Oh, I would too. I mean, hundred percent. That's who I'm going after if I'm. If I'm a GM and I need a backup quarterback, it's Heineke all day. You just like him. I love him. You see him one time on McAfee show. He's our favorite player. He's a Packer fan. Oh, then maybe you should go back up Jordan Love. I agree. Never know. Bring that on. <laughs> so the Let's NFL Combine go. starts today. Obviously, again, I, I mentioned before, all the owners are present, GM, scouts, all that stuff. Things will happen with other players outside of the guys that are in there. Um, I will say the one thing that's not, it's not alarming because the last time, a number one overall pick went as a quarterback. He didn't throw at the combine either. So Bryce Young will not throw. Do you put any stock into this at all? Nope. At all? I'm sure everybody has seen him throw. Correct. So but this is your chance to showcase your talents in front of everybody. Is there going to be a pro day? Yeah, probably. Yeah. So I'm That's sure he'll throw, throw there. Yeah. Um, yeah, no need. All you could do is hurt your – if you're projected number one pick and you don't go throw at the combine, nobody's going to be like number two pick now. If you no, but want, does that does that give the ability to one? I don't know Anthony Richardson, who we've talked about at not at length, but like uh, enough about the fact that he will be throwing. He is a raw guy, and he is going to come out there and try to sling it around Indianapolis. I mean, there's, there's always a calculated risk when you, when we're talking like if somebody jump Bryce Young because of a like performance. This, I don't think that there's anything that that anyone could do to jump him if he doesn't th- just because he's not throwing. Okay, you know if he's doing everything else, correct. Yeah, he's gonna I mean, run. He's uh, gonna do all well, the other I, tests. So. I just know he's not gonna throw. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have any issues with it. I, it's just par for the course. Don't do anything that's gonna be a detriment. Look, when these guys are going out there, not only are they, are they looking for reasons why they might draft you, they're also looking for things what they're gonna be able to say to you when they go to sign you, <laughs> and they're gonna say, "Hey, you know, you're really good at this, but you can't do this." That's really what the com- the combine gets a lot of people paid. And it works out for a lot of people, but it also ruins a lot of people because they either get bad advice or they don't test well. No reason for it. You're the number one pick projected. You're going to stay there if you don't throw, almost guaranteed. So, no, I'm good with it. All right. So that's the NFL Combine. Obviously, we're going to find out more as these guys start throwing around and running the 40 and seeing all that stuff. But NFL.com yesterday put out a list of the top 100 free agents available in this year's free agent class. And look. You know, again, March 13th is literally less than two weeks away. It's going to be here before you know. That's the tampering period, and obviously that's where everybody gets their deals. March 15th actually starts the new league year, um, and it's uh, – whatchamacallit? It's um, 
when the ability to actually sign the actual, you know, put ink to paper. Um, so what I did was I looked at this free agent list yesterday and I picked out the top 15 offensive players. So there's plenty of defensive players to be had out there. Deron Payne was supposed to be one of them. He will no longer be one of them. So here's the top 15 list. Chris, my question to you is franchise tag victim or best possible destination. Okay. Okay. So that, that'll be a little bit of a game show here. Okay. We'll start with the obviously the most coveted free agent right now, technically, is Lamar Jackson. There's the rumors that are still swirling around that now they're very, very far apart. And now there's inklings and there's just little rumblings that Atlanta seems to be one of the top destinations. What happens to Lamar Jackson in a week from now? He's going to get tagged. If, he's not going to just be a free agent, un, unrestricted. There's a 0% chance of that. I would say... They're not going to work out a deal in time. Which will be about thirty. It'll be thirty-two million dollars to tag them. They're they're pretty far apart. He's going to get tagged, and then they either work out the extension over that period that they extend because they tagged them, so they have an ex exclusive rights to him, or uh, it does it just doesn't work out, and then you see a very similar situation to what happened with Devontae and Green Bay last year, where they they tag them and um, ship them, and then they ship them. All so right. we'll see. I I don't know Lamar and, and Baltimore. I thought it was almost guaranteed that he would be there, but. As you get closer to these things being a, a reality in terms of the franchise tag and things like that, the minute they place that franchise tag on him, I wouldn't say it's going to sever the, com the 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 relationship. But he has to know because he understands it's, it's the coming. way the way the business works. They're not just going to let him walk out the front door and say thanks for everything. You but, know what I mean? Like this but is coming. At, you know, in negotiations, you have to act like you're you're that you're. It's the end of the world. Sure. Otherwise, you know, you, you kind of show your hand. So, I don't know. That's going to get ugly before it gets pretty. I could promise you that. Gino, Seattle. That's going to – that's almost So, he gets resigned before free agency. Yeah. Um, uh, the only reason why I put Orlando Brown on their offensive line, the Chiefs obviously have a lot of moves to make. Uh, there is another Chief on this list. Um, but just solidifying that offensive line, I think this guy walks. I, and that's going to bolster – other people's stock value, meaning like just obviously more protection. It all starts up front, guys. I know you like to lo love the the quarterbacks and the running backs and the receivers of the world and tight ends, right? All the skill positions, the guys that score touchdowns. It all starts up front. Yeah. Orlando Brown's going to make some money somewhere, and wherever he goes, everybody around him gets better. If, um, yeah, if, if they if they don't use the tag on him, which I don't think the Chiefs are really in a position to use the tag on anybody. I, I read an article saying that the Chiefs probably won't tag anybody. I don't know how true that article was, and I don't I mean, even know it's who a wrote it. I don't have the quotes or anything like that, but I would say he probably walks as well. It's very rare that free agent left tackles that don't get franchise tagged get Correct. to stick around. Correct. When they hit the market, Correct. they get signed. Daniel um, Jones, and I guess we'll just – number four is Daniel Jones. Number six is Saquon Barkley. What is the verdict, man? What do you I think? I think Daniel Jones gets worked out a long-term deal, and I think Saquon gets tagged. So we'll just play those two right now, and we'll, okay. we'll get to Derek Carr. In Derek a Carr now, who apparently a handful of teams, quote, handful of teams. I just want to run that back real quick, though. I do think there is a real risk, though, if they don't get Daniel Jones worked out soon, that Barkley's gone. Barkley's gone. So yeah. the, the trickle-down effect happens immediately because they're so focused in on trying to get Daniel Jones locked. Well, they have to. Barkley gets they an offer. To, they have to. If, if Because they can't go ahead and tag Barkley. I think Barkley gets the tag before Daniel Jones does if they had it their way. Makes sense. Um, but it's they want to get the quarterback situation sorted first. That's just business. good business. Who are we talking about here? It's yeah. like you, you sign the quarterback first. If they get Daniel Jones signed, then they could – Enter the conversation with Saquon, and if it doesn't go well, then they could tag him. If they don't get Daniel Jones signed, they have to tag him. 
And right. then and then you go and you turn to Saquon and you say, okay, do we do we throw the bank at him before we even finish negotiations with the quarterback? I don't think that's very likely. I think they play it safe. And they create more of a window for themselves with Saquon. They give him the tag. It doesn't mean that he doesn't get signed to a long-term deal. But at the end of it all, Saquon is the guy that I feel like is a bigger risk for the Giants. He's proven less, even though Daniel Jones hasn't proved much. But he's been on the field, and he has not wavered. He hasn't shown any, any reason why you wouldn't feel like Daniel Jones is the guy outside of the initial bumps and bruises or, or bumps in the road when it comes to a young quarterback. I, I like Daniel Jones. The Giants are smart. They're going to sign him. Long-term first, keep Saquon. But I do think Saquon goes somewhere else, possibly. It's like a 50-50 shot at this wow. point. And I've been reading the Bills. There's A lot, a lot of teams will be interested. But the if Bills, that guy goes but to if Buffalo. But if Saquon goes to the Bills, it oh makes that offense God. just even more dynamic. Are you kidding? I've been saying that the Bills have been risking a running game for four years. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, And look, I'm, it's not, I'm not taking any credit away from Devin Singletary and the Zach Mosses before trade of the way and anybody they brought in there. And, and now uh, Dalvin Cook's little brother, like, uh, James Cook, I, I've never taken anything away from Buffalo, but boy, oh boy, if you can pony up and get Saquon Barkley in that team, you are the odds-on favorite to take the AFC. 110%. They might enter that the season that, that anyway. Maybe, maybe. Um, so Derek Carr says there's a, quote, handful of teams that he's going to be visiting during the, camp, uh, the Combine. Are you worried at all that something hasn't been done yet with mm -hmm. Derek Carr? Because no. he's the only one with the ability to sign right now and doesn't have to wait for this. No, but he's still the only one with the ability to sign right now. Still, currently. For the next two weeks, For he's the still the only weeks, one. So yeah. there's, you have two weeks. to. There's no rush. You have to hear out the process. He heard from the Jets. He heard from the Saints. And then he said, okay, now I'm going to let this marinate for a little bit. Mm. Maybe they, they release, oh, he's close to signing with the Jets. The, the Jets really want Derek Carr. And then a couple other teams are like, damn. Well, that's what you I'm know? saying. Like, if and you're, then they're like, oh, maybe, you know, I want Derek Carr. And then... Derek Carr has a has a right, and he's smart to hear out every offer because it could be something that he really, really likes. The could only problem of, I have with this, money. the only problem I have with this right now, is that I don't think anybody covets Derek Carr as their future quarterback. Because if that was the case, they would have thrown the bank at him and said, "You're the guy," and made him an offer he can't refuse, Godfather style. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like this is, I, I, I feel like the more this drags on with Derek Carr sitting around a free agency, it's not him entertaining deals. It's the NFL teams not believing that Derek Carr could be the guy. No, because there's two teams that have standing offers that are multiple years, three years or more, right? For, Who? for Derek Carr. The Saints? The Saints and the Jets. I don't know the Jets have an offer on the table. Well, the Jets are offering Derek Carr. Jer Derek Carr could sign with the New York Jets. If Derek Carr called them tomorrow and said, I want to, I want to, let's, let's do it. They, they were talking about Hall of Fame. Is there an actual offer? Maybe not, like a formal, but they've talked. They can. They've not, talked with, about, well, not with not knowing what Aaron Rodgers wants to do. Well, they can. They absolutely can. It wouldn't. I'm not saying it's good business, but they there's people in that building that don't that would rather Derek Carr at the cost than an Aaron Rodgers. Sure, there's no sure, doubt sure. On that. I, I agree. But what I'm saying is, I don't think there's an offer from the Jets right now because if if all of a sudden they're like, here, man, here's our offer, and he's like, okay, now, and they sign, he's like, whoa, so, whoa, whoa so wait, but Aaron, so there's no there's no offer. <laughs> I don't but, think it's But an if offer. Derek Carr said, okay, look, this, I'm about to sign with the Saints. What's your offer? You don't think the Jets are going to give him one? You you think the Jets are going to say? Never mind. After, I think, and I that, said this weeks ago, I said that the Jets have a possibility to lose out on both guys because they're dragging their feet. And there's no the, reason to wait around on Aaron Rodgers right now. Do you not think that they're aware of this? Do you not think that they know that there's a volatility attached to Aaron Rodgers? If that happens in the next couple of days, if so, be so. That'll be all great. The Jets could get, get it figured out based on the knowledge that they have. But, 
you know, there's a lot that has to happen there too. You got to get a deal worked out. You got to make sure the contract lines up. Is Rogers going to do a restructure after the has trade? To. Not really. Has to. I mean, he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to do anything, but he will if he wants to play for the Jets. He will if he wants to play anywhere else. There's nobody who's like, well, sure, I'll pay you 60 mil. Go ahead. Well, I think if he plays for the Packers, there's also a restructure involved. Has to be. Yeah. Just like I've heard rumblings that they're going to, you know, I know Cowboys fans might be up in arms, but guess what, guys? Dak Prescott's about to get re-signed and, and extended. The writing is on the get wall. Get ready for it. With, I think that I think Derek Carr gets, he, he has offers. If he's not doesn't have offers, he can have offers. If he said, hey, I'm about to sign here, what's your offer? They would offer him something. And there's three other teams that are talking to him. So hmm. I wouldn't say that nobody believes in Derek Carr. Right now, um, outside of Lamar, I wouldn't even put him above – I would put Derek Carr above Daniel Jones and Geno. What I would about take, Jimmy G? I would take Derek Carr over all the quarterbacks outside of Lamar. And honestly, there's no there's no guaranteeing that Lamar is even fully better than Derek Carr for, for every team. Some teams maybe. Okay. Uh, just to kind of fly down the list after that, Odell Beckham Jr., obviously he – you know, kind of went on a date with the Cowboys last offseason right before, I guess it was right before the end of December. There was rumors that he was going to sign there. Obviously, the knee wasn't ready. But, of course, in typical OBJ form, he's got workout videos out there. He's putting them all out there saying, hey, I'm ready. Here we go. What's the market for OBJ? Do you think it's a done deal in Dallas? Do you think they basically told him, like, hey, man, we're going to give you all this, but you got to get right first. We can't pay you right now. Can I say what I think is going to happen with OBJ? I would love to hear what you think is going to happen. I think OBJ is going to be the last free agent to sign again. He's going to wait. It's it's going to be about when they're in camp, OBJ is going to be talking to teams still. That's what you're going to see. He's going to wait again. He's going to let it play out. And I don't know that that's a good thing or a bad thing, or if it's because he's not ready or he just likes attention, or all of the above. Do you think there's an actual sweepstakes for this guy? No, I don't. I don't think that there is. But he would be smart to let everyone else sign be the last guy again, right? And then maybe even let the season start a little bit and see oh, where God. things what, what? where things go. This is we're we're ring chasing here with Odell. You don't if you haven't figured that out by now. Um, <laughs> right. I don't know. I, I I don't know that Odell. He doesn't really move the needle for me at this point. After the the saga last uh, last season, where he made it like all about him. Who's going to sign me? I'm going to give you guys the extra edge. And he never even ran a route for a team. No. So not even in. A workout, not even in a hey, look at what I got. So nope, I'm I'm out on Odell until I see that he can actually take the field for a team. You're not the only one to think like that. Trust me when I tell you, um, Josh Jacobs. I would assume he gets paid in Vegas to stay long term, right? I mean, that's, I, that's I don't think he's going. I think he's going to get money from Vegas. I don't think he's going to get the the bank because I I think he just played his his situation poorly. He's talking like he wants to be there long term and he doesn't really need the big payday, blah, blah, blah. His Worst thing you could possibly say. Entering <laughs> contract season at, at, like at shot the running back position. Off, Josh. <laughs> um, but for some reason, they might not like him there. You know, like who knows what's going on right. in Vegas. Um, interesting name that pops up. He always kind of produces a, a, a little bit here and there. Jacoby Myers. I think there's an actual market for this guy. I think he's obviously out in New England. I don't think they're going to actually pay this dude what he's worth. I could see him landing in, in a spot where he could be the solid number two. I don't know if he could lead the, the team and receive. Like he, he's obviously the number one, you would think, in, in New England. So he's probably going to go somewhere to be a number two. I don't know if he's built to be a number one anymore. I don't think he could be even touted as that. I could see him going to like the Ravens or something, just adding a piece to that receiving core. But yeah. really, I think what he does well, and a lot of times when you see this come out of New England, guys keep their job 
and, and even more so. He's a good receiver, but he can block really well in the run game. That helps a team. I would take Jacoby Myers if Lazard was to walk. I would he take is going to walk. As a little so piece. You want him? Well, he, there is no guarantees that anybody's walking. If the Packers end up, Lazard already feels like he's worth probably more than the Packers are willing to spend. Um, well, there's also a lot of things that might take place in terms of what happens with Aaron Rodgers. So we'll see. True. We'll see. Uh, two Dallas Cowboys are actually back to back here, ten and eleven. Dalton Schultz, Tony Pollard. There's only one tag to go around. And I think Stephen Jones has made it pretty clear that Tony Pollard is going to get that tag for the $10.1 million. Dalton Schultz out of town. I don't like it. Um, I, personally, I think he's got a nice little rapport with Dak, but I think he's going to get paid and maybe overpaid somewhere else. Maybe L.A., I would say, like the uh, the Chargers, because of obviously you know their, their tight end situation right now. We all like single-digit Everett last year. But imagine putting a Dalton Schultz in that offense with Kellen Moore at the helm calling the plays. That could be a good fit and an overspend for, for the Chargers. Um, I don't, I'm not sure what the market would be for Schultz. I know there will be one. I don't know exactly what team. I haven't looked into that. If I'm thinking about like a good fit, imagine him going to the Bengals or something like that. That would be a nice fit. If don't want to hear me. that. Um, <laughs> we talked about the Chiefs before. I think Juju pa Pollard stays. Schultz is out. Yeah, we, we Juju Smith-Schuster is um, a free agent, probably is the better best free agent available right now in the receiver market not very good so if a lot of these gms probably know that right now so he's probably not going to get top dollar and there's going to be a plethora and i like that word of receivers taken in this year's draft so it's just like we're going to build some new stars before we get this guy on our roster i think i don't know what he provides i anymore. think there's a real chance he sticks around in kc at another one-year deal yeah i could see um that. maybe a two-year deal okay but the um, chiefs have Kadarius Tony, and then they have Sky Moore on the come up. So I think that they have some weapons, but they are losing Miko Hartman. I think MVS is there still. So. Oh, and they actually just declined, as we're going to bring this up, they declined the fifth year option for Clyde Edwards Alaire. That was kind of writing was on the wall with that one. Yeah. Um, by the way, we didn't mention him here, and I didn't see him in the top 15. And I don't think I passed him. But yesterday on Mojo, there was a big bet alert. You got to love these big bet alerts, by the way. A $10,000 bet with a five time multiplier. On Miles Sanders to go up, go long on Miles Sanders. I guess maybe somebody might know something about something. Maybe like a team that might be interested in this guy. Or is Philly going to give him the bag? I don't know. But uh, rounding out this list, Jimmy G. Obviously, we talked about him at length. Two tight ends, Evan Ingram, Mike Gusecki. Jimmy G's market, he's going to be like the probably the fourth domino to fall. Like you got to wait for Rodgers. You got to wait for Carr. You got to wait for Lamar. Then you're going to go talk to, about the Jimmy G's and and Co. The right? Bakers. Yeah, and the Baker Mayfields and so on. So we got a lot of interesting stuff about to come up on this Mojo Market Report. You have to keep tuned in every day right here on YouTube. And you can do all this by following us right now, ladies and gentlemen. You can do that by heading on over to the TikTok, the Instagram, and the Twitter at Mojo, M-O-J-O. -O. And, of course, join us on the Discord every day. Discord is a daily conversation on this whole uh, think, look, I put Mojo right over your head, actually. You're just the Mojo Grace guy. That was That's on me. So if you want to bring down the sign, you can. Um, <laughs> this has been another episode of the Mojo Market Report. I'll get that fixed one day without a producer, and the whole thing just goes awry. Uh, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Have a good day, and uh, safe betting out there, everybody. Don't go crazy. Peace. Welcome to the Mojo Market Report. Here's your hosts, Dave Sturgio and Chris Gucci.